Welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. It's Vicky Midwood here. It's Sunday again, it rolls around quick and it's podcast time. So for those of you who may be listening in for the first time, my name is Vicky Midwood. I'm an integrative health, nutrition and lifestyle coach, personal trainer and uh, fitness instructor for 30 years. And uh, I'm a lover of cats and particularly sunshine. So I'm absolutely loving the weather at the moment. But what this weather is is doing for many people is enticing them to things like ice cream and strawberries and cream. And I'm working with clients who are finding that they are really struggling. Once they start eating these foods, they just feel completely out of control and that they just cannot stop. Uh, no matter what. So that's what I want to talk to you about today because there is a a hidden connection uh, that most people just don't understand between food intolerances and allergies and binge eating. And so that's what I want to cover with you because for me it was huge and I didn't really fully discover that this was a fact until much much later on in my journey. You've heard if you've listened to my previous podcasts I've been sharing my journey up to the point where I went into into rehab and what I haven't shared is what happened afterwards and when I was building up my business and and it was only years later that I began to get the same kind of issues where I felt a little bit out of control around my food. And I hadn't really felt that since I'd come out of rehab and gotten into exercise and got clear on what I was doing with my life and where I wanted to go. Uh, But I'm not going to talk all about that. What I want to really focus on is uh, the stuff that I've said, the the connection that's often hidden that we don't realise between food intolerance and binge eating. So look, let's face it, we all have got favourite foods. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly normal. So for me, uh, flavoured dark chocolate is top of my list at the moment. Um, And I allow myself to have some every single day. Uh, Notice I said allow there. Uh, And I I purposely said that even though I encourage my clients not to have food rules, there has to be some kind of discipline. And for me, I I need to know that I can have that and it's okay. And that's just a psychological thing that I need for myself. But for some of us, as I said, and for many of my clients at the moment, once we start eating some of these favorite foods, we can't stop. And it's it's almost as if they're literally calling to us. So if you, for example, buy a, a six pack of, of ice lollies um, or ice cream cones, something like a Magnum or a Cornetto that are packed in fours or sixes, and you know that they are in the freezer and you've had one, but you know that there's some left in the box. It's almost literally like they are calling out to you from the freezer. And before you know it, they've all gone. You've eaten the whole packet, whether it's that or crisps. Often barbecues are, are a trigger now for people if there's like crisps and, and sort of peanuts and nibbles before the meal arrives. Um, And you end up just going back and going back and going back and going back and not realizing that, you know what, suddenly you've eaten a whole family pack of crisps. So even though we might overindulge in in other foods um, and we just kind of overeat on them and just go, I shouldn't have eaten that much. It's with these particular foods that we feel that we are compulsive and, and we are addicted. And I know when I was in the early years of my binge eating and trying to use willpower to stop every meal, being a reason to binge and then throw up, 
for me, those foods were bread. So like a normal person would have a sandwich at lunchtime or or a pastry, something like a sausage roll or a Cornish pasty, right? Those things were massively triggering for me. And yet I would I would try and utilize willpower. I know some of my friends used to go to Greg's bakery. It wasn't called that then, it was called Thurston's. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it but it was. Um, but they used to have like cream cakes, so pastries with like cream in it wasn't real cream, it was like false cream. But those were massive. If I had one of those, that was it. If I had a sandwich, that was it. I was off. And and I couldn't understand what was wrong with me. I couldn't stand why my friends could eat these foods. And yet once I started, that was it. It was a massive binge was, was triggered off. And of course, over the years, you try and do what you can. So your brain says, well, just don't have those foods in the house. Of course, the problem with that is that if we don't have them around, we're often thinking about them. Or we tell ourselves, well, we can't not have them around because that's not fair on other people in the family. So we do have them around, but then we're constantly trying to resist them. And you know what happens when you keep resisting? Whatever you resist persists. And so eventually you are going to give in. And then when you do, of course, you then feel guilty, you feel ashamed, we go back into this pattern then of going, right, that's it, I'm not going to do that again. You restrict, you punish, maybe you overexercise, maybe you start eating smaller portions or go crazy on calorie counting. And then before you know it, you then decide, oh, you've been really good. You're going to try and treat yourself to just one ice cream. Guess what? Off we go again on that same cycle. Now, it's really easy to think that there's something wrong with you. It's easy to think that you're broken, that you're weak-willed, that you're somehow flawed, maybe maybe even you're mentally ill. Um, but I want to tell you that you're not. There's a term called allergic addiction. And, and I didn't know about this back then, but, but I did later on, and thank goodness, because for me, that was the missing piece. Uh, and so if you are really feeling like you are compulsively drawn to certain foods, then there's a good chance that there is a, a kind of a, an allergic addiction reaction going on. Now, when we think of, of an allergy, we, we tend to think of unpleasant symptoms, don't we, like, like, a, like a rash. Or, or hives, or maybe there's a lot of um, pollen around at the minute for those of you with hay fever. So we think about sinuses and um, sneezing and perhaps coughing, itchy eyes, uh, you know, runny nose, that kind of thing. But what we're looking at here is, is a different type of reaction to, to these allergens. And this is the crazy thing about it, that you might even feel better after eating allergenic foods. And this is what is known as an allergic addiction because in an attempt to soothe the irritation that's caused by allergic foods, your body releases powerful soothing brain chemicals. And over time, we can become addicted to these pleasurable chemicals. So it's not the food itself that's the thing that you're addicted to. It's the chemical response that those foods create. Now, for me, that was like, oh my God, why I wish I'd have known that back when I was 12, 13, when this craziness started. Um, so let me just kind of touch on what exactly is a, a food sensitivity. Um, so an unusual sensitivity to a particular food is, is when that food uh, is encountered, your immune system is activated. Uh, and there's a kind of a flood of substances like histamine that are going to be released. And 
what we normally find is that you know if if we've got a classic kind of reaction um and you feel bad then you probably wouldn't eat that food anymore right but the other associations that you don't associate with uh, an allergic response are food cravings water retention irritability headaches fatigue foggy headedness bloating stomach aches anxiety and depression we just don't know we? they think we think that there's something else now if you add to this the fact that if you are binge eating then you're going to be eating foods quickly nobody binges and sits at a table and eats really really slowly we all know that we we kind of shovel it in we don't necessarily taste it it's mindless it's, it's almost like it's a parallel experience you know you're kind of not there while you're doing it sometimes you're not even aware you're doing it until after you've done it but you're going to be eating fast, you're not going to be chewing a lot, and that means that chances are you have something called leaky gut, and all that means is you've got tiny little holes in the gut lining that are going to allow particles of food to get through where they're not going to be, and unfortunately your immune response then kicks in, uh, and it thinks that these foods are pathogens, So, and this is going to create inflammation, and this is where we, we get a double whammy on the inflammation front, because if you keep eating foods that you're allergic uh, that you've got an, an allergy to right on a regular basis you are actually going to eventually tear down your immune system and disrupt your metabolism and the result of that is inflammation throughout the body and we all know that inflammation is the primary cause of pretty much every disease going it starts with inflammation now, in my case, this, this pattern of, of binge eating on these allergenic foods, including alcohol, by the way, I'm talking about binge eating too. Um, let me just quickly tell you the most allergenic foods uh, that we kind of turn to are wheat, cane sugar, dairy, alcohol, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, citrus fruits, berries, peanuts, tomatoes, soy, yeast, food additives, and pesticides. Now, wow, that's a list, isn't it? So I can definitely tick off that for me, I said bread, pastries, anything with cream or cream-like substances, ice cream, all of those things for me. So that's, that's the wheat, that's the sugar, that's the dairy. And of course, I was an alcoholic, so alcohol's in there for me too. I also couldn't understand why I used to have this thing for marmite and cottage cheese well what we got there yeast and dairy so if you're looking at what you're eating and you can't understand why you keep being drawn back to those foods then it's definitely worth you working with somebody like me a nutritional therapist or a, working with a functional medicine practitioner who can help you to look at it or you know look at somebody who is actually trained in in helping people with disordered eating, but who also understands about the whole nutritional side of things. So in my case, of course, this led to, to my Hashimoto's, my, my thyroid issues. Um, now, here's what I want to kind of just caveat. I'm not saying that you do have a food allergy. I'm not saying that everybody who binge eats or emotionally eats or stress eats has in, intolerances or allergies going on. 
But what I am saying is, in many cases, it's a big factor that is often overlooked by conventional do doctors and also by many eating disorder therapists who are just focusing on the mental and emotional side of things, um, particularly when it comes to, to binge eating disorder uh, and an emotional eating and bulimia, because oftentimes you're, you're not deemed, what's the word? thin enough or bad enough to need uh, care from from like a practice nurse in a GP surgery because the they don't understand that you are actually nutrient deficient and potentially got allergies going on though so we just look oftentimes you're just offered therapy um to deal with the trauma and the emotional and the mental side of binge eating bulimia and stress eating and emotional eating of which that's massively important but as i said it was the missing piece of the puzzle for me was understanding that actually there wasn't something wrong with me and i was actually having this allergic addiction going on um now obviously I, you know, I needed to understand a little bit more about cellular function, molecular mimicry, vagal tone, and, and the gut-brain connection. Um, but when I did, that's why I chose to specialise in this area, because I know that for many people, this is the bit that's missing. Um, and this is what I help you to really understand on the Eating Freely programme. This is this is the bit for me that, that as I say, kind of helped me to finally, finally get free. Uh, from food obsession, compulsion, uh, and addiction, and um, and so all I want you to do is be open to the idea that it might be the case for you if you've tried anything else, uh, and if it is, and you want to reach out and speak to me, please do so. You can book in for a call with me via my website, which is vickymidwood.com. Just go onto the programs page, and you'll see on the left side where it talks about the gut you can just book in for a chat now if you absolutely know that you have got an eating disorder that has been absolutely diagnosed as binge eating disorder or bulimia then and if you do want to have a 30-minute consultation with me specifically about how I may be able to help you in a slightly different way to the way that perhaps you've tried to seek help before, then again, that's on the programs page underneath the Eating Freely banner. And I would love you to reach out, folks, because as always, the hardest bit is admitting that you've got an issue. But somehow it doesn't seem quite as hard when you realise that there may actually be a physical contributory factor that we can get to the bottom of. Um, and if that is the case for you, it might just be the thing that you need to help you to finally get free of your issues with alcohol or with food or both. I wish you a lovely day, evening, whatever time it is, wherever in the world you are. Whatever you do, take care, look after yourself, speak to yourself in your own head like you would speak to your best friend. Self-love is the key to health always. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.